0: Welcome back to Let's Thrive the Podcast. I'm your host Emily Fichels, and it is a pleasure as always to have you here listening. This is a solo episode coming a bit impromptu actually. So here we are, I just wanted to do a little bit of a check-in actually with some things I've been working through lately, things that have popped up in my own life. They always seem to resonate with quite a few of you guys, I swear we're on very similar wavelength of sorts and so maybe you're feeling this way maybe it's something that's been top of mind for you and this is just here to open the door for you to reflect on that to ponder it a bit more to reach out to someone else to reach out to me build connection around it whatever it is i just hope that this little quick short episode gives you some sort of takeaway something to think about some sort of action step or it just provides you with some company as you eat lunch alone. (laughs) That's how I feel sometimes about these solo episodes, but nevertheless, uh, I guess we can dive right in. One thing I wanted to start with was, as I'm sure many of you can relate, I have tried to make reading more often quite the intention for quite a few years now. And this year, the book I decided to start off with was Atomic Habits. It's by James Clear, I believe. I'll link it all below, but This book has just been phenomenal. I actually started it when I was quarantining, when I caught COVID. Another fun time of 2021 so far. (laughs) And I started the book as sort of like my nighttime reading. Uh, I would, you know, take like a hot bath, read the book, and it was just blowing me away. I'm someone where I'm definitely, I guess we're all prone to forming habits. We all have our habits. But I just feel like I get in such a rut with things. I get in such a deep habitual mindset. Such I find such comfort in habits and habitual living that while it sometimes is good, it sometimes does not serve me the best. And I had started to notice in the past couple months, the past year, that I have quite a few habits that just no longer serve me. These are all types of habits. There are habits related to my past with an eating disorder. So this is something such as body checking. Uh, Every time, you know, walking by a mirror, kind of like looking in it and not really looking at you, but looking at specific areas, right? So I've shared this before, but my stomach is where I've always just struggled the most with my body image. And so for me, it's every time I'm passing a mirror, I'm looking at my abdomen, my stomach area, like, do I look bloated? Do I look this? Do I look that? And that was a habit formed during my eating disorder days. You know, it's something I think so many women struggle with, whether it's eating disorder or not related. And so that's a habit that is actually quite painful. I mean, think about it. It's pretty much a trigger every single time you're walking past a reflective surface. So that is something that came up for me. Um, Also, you know, another habit example is reading the labels of your food, right? So constantly like checking ingredients or checking calories and it just becomes a habit every time you pick up food. That was one, thankfully I no longer do that, but it was the one I did struggle with. Um, Another thing that I actually think of as habitual is the idea of like safe foods. So for me, you know, I guess in my entire journey, there were certain foods I considered to be more quote unquote safe and then foods that I just quite literally feared, for some reason, because I thought they would make me gain weight. Or I thought I was afraid I would binge on them. Or I thought the ingredients were bad, quote unquote. So I developed these fears around the foods. And so it became a habit for me to just rely on these safe foods because it meant that I didn't have to overthink things. And so those were just a few examples. Um, I also noticed habits that were more attitude-based. And for me, I kind of considered these to be like My tendency to react rashly or my tendency for anger. So, the way I think of this, and I don't know if it's correct, but who's to say what's correct, you know? The way I think about this, though, is that these are my habitual responses to things. So, quite literally, when anything deviates from my plan or my structure, my idea of it, my habitual response is to be reactive, to be angry, to be upset. And what I realized is that I wanted to shift that. Where my habitual response was instead to take space, to take a moment to think, to absorb what has happened, to take in what has been said, whatever the situation, like take just a moment of time, a moment of space for this situation, and then react, then respond. I didn't want my habitual response to be this reactive firing of anger, upset, frustration, hurt, right? Right i wanted my habitual response to be a moment of pause which allows me to choose how i respond and that's something that's been huge for me whether that's eating disorder related and you know the impulse to do x y or z comes up or i get triggered by something to have that moment of space before reacting before responding or whether that's been with mental health or emotional health taking that moment of pause like that's the habit i really wanted to build And I'm working towards Uh, another like mindset based habit that I realized I had was, and once more, like, I don't know if this is how you'd actually classify a habit, but these are what came up for me. And so, you know, it's whatever comes up for you. So when it came to like mindset based habits, I was thinking about how on bad body image days, so days when I wake up or I develop just really bad body image of myself, my habitual thought Like the habitual chain of thoughts that happens is bad body image day, bad thought about my body. And this is what it used to be. And what I sometimes still struggle with is the then, you know, kind of response to follow the habit thought to follow is restrict, exercise more or X, Y, Z to make your body look better, to feel better about your body. And in the past, when I really let myself follow that mindset based habit, of bad body image. Now, what do I do to feel better about my body? The, what I was doing was falling into, okay, now I need to exercise more, or now I need to restrict a little bit, or now I need to do this, this, or this. And what I've developed over time, and this is a habit I've been working on for a long time now without even knowing, is that when I do have those bad body image days, when I'm just not feeling good at all about my body, what do I do instead of those past destructive behaviors? that had become so habitual. And for me, some of that has been to, I mean, simple things that aren't actually all that simple when you actually commit to them. Um, I should rephrase that. They're simple, but they can feel hard to do in the moment, right? So the first one, for example, reframing your thoughts. So when I walk past a mirror, once more habitual body checking, (laughs) and um, I see that, For some reason, I don't like the way my thighs look that day, you know, the habitual mindset base of, okay, well now I need to restrict or exercise or et cetera. Instead of doing that, I see my thighs, I acknowledge that thought that comes through my mind, and then I try to, you know, pause for a moment, that other habit I was working to build, and remind myself, yes, but these legs are so strong. They allow me to walk, they allow me to run, they allow me to work out, they allow me to serve at the restaurant for eight to 10 hours (laughs) without sitting down. They allow me to do so much. They carry me through this life. And that sounds so cheesy, it sounds so cliche, but I mean, it's true, like you cannot deny that. And so that's something, like I said, it's simple, yet it can be hard. It can feel like you're just lying to yourself at times, but sometimes you just need to do that to reprogram your subconscious. And over time, it will feel more natural. It will feel easier and more truthful to you. Another mindset based kind of habit is whenever I feel moments of ease or calm, I automatically think that I think about the idea that productivity equals success. And so my habit is that the moment I have free time or the moment that I'm being quote unquote lazy, means that I have dropped the ball, right? Like I'm not being productive and so I'm not successful and so I need to go, go, go until I feel so quote-unquote productive and so quote-unquote successful. And so that's another mindset, another habit I'm working to reframe around it's okay to rest. It's okay to have moments of stillness. Productivity is not always what we think it is. Productivity is sometimes resting. Sometimes it's taking the extra time off. Sometimes it's slowing down. And productivity does not even tie necessarily to success. And so it's like almost two separate entirely things here of redefining what productivity means and then also redefining what success looks like and means to you. And I'm saying all this to you To myself as well. (laughs) This is something I'm actively working through and it's something I will continue to work through as I progress in my career and my life in general. And so all that being said, I just started to realize over quarantine and over reading this book more and more, how much of a role habits play in our day-to-day life. I mean, from physical wellness to mental and emotional, habits are everything. I mean, it's almost like they are the building blocks of our days, of our lives, of our relationships, of our work. I mean, think about how much depends on these everyday habits that you do. And then realize, you know, how much those everyday habits impact things. And then which of those habits are for the better and which are actually no longer serving you, no longer serving this chapter of your life, even. And habits just go so deep, they're so deep rooted. That you really do need to commit to drawing awareness to them, accepting them, maybe journal about them, talk to somebody about them. And then if you're up for it, like do the work to make change. And what I love about this book is that A, it educates you about habits, it brings about that awareness, and then it walks into helping you in that transition, in that shifting of habits. And so a few things that they point out is like stacking ideas, so stacking one habit on top of another. For instance, if you want to meditate, such a common habit people want to form, stacking that onto another habit that you already always do, maybe that's your morning movement. So sometimes that looks like maybe running, maybe it's bar, maybe it's HIIT workout, maybe it's a strength session at the gym, maybe it's yoga, What? maybe it's walking your dog, whatever it is. Say you have a morning movement habit that you already do every morning, like I do. You stack the meditation right on top of that before you go into the rest of your day, the rest of your morning, let's say, that isn't habitual, right? It's just you starting work, right? And while the work itself might be a habit, you know, starting work at a specific time or et cetera, the work you do every day shifts, right? So that's, that's kind of like free flow. So the idea is to stack this habit you want to build on top of a pre-existing habit And that it's kind of like a parent effect. And I found that actually useful in my own experience. That's how I started meditation, actually. I started tacking it on to the end of my morning movement. And it worked very effectively for me. The only time that it kind of shifted was when I made the move and suddenly my entire routine was out of place. I wasn't moving in the mornings because I was just so like chaotic and (laughs) life was a mess. And so it's actually a habit I'm now working to reform. And so that's a really interesting one. Um, another interesting part, and I don't know enough to you know eloquently speak on this, but the book was explaining and breaking down almost like the four stages of habits. So the like the trigger, the cue, the reward, the response. I'm probably messing up the words there, but there were like four parts of basically like the right before a habit, when it's happening what's ha- like the reward system, what comes after, etc. And understanding that was actually mind very eye opening for me. Because for instance, like, when it came about the body checking habit, right? Like I realized that there was a trigger, there was a cue, there was like a war, there was like something going off in my mind. Um, the same could be applied for certain foods, right? If you struggle with binge eating, for instance, understanding how habits form in that sense could be helpful because it's helping you identify like what's a trigger what's a cue what's the reward system what's the response how do you react to it and so that's another like amazing part that i found to just be really beneficial to you know consider and lastly last bit i'll talk about at least is acknowledging the wins and successes for each new habit formed and this is a day-by-day hour-by-hour situation I'll share an example to like show you, I guess. (laughs) Um, For me, when I first started working here at the restaurant Two Hands in Austin, there was a, I didn't know where to park. It's along this very busy, like touristy area. There's never parking available street side and I didn't know where to park. So the first few days I just kind of like scrambled and parked in this parking garage, like right next to the restaurant, only to find out like we don't validate and you know, It's still a cheaper parking garage for being in a city. And so, for the first few weeks, I was like so busy. We were working crazy shifts. I had zero free time. And so, it was just forgotten about. And every morning, I'd start on my way to work and be like, shit where am I going to park? I don't know. I don't have time to like go find a side street. I don't want to have to pay for street side parking, etc. I was getting out of work at like 11 at night. So I didn't want to park like far, far away and walk down dark streets. So I just kept parking and parking and parking in this parking garage. Of course, putting it on my credit card, something that you don't see every day. So then it was like two months in and I started to finally like acknowledge the fact of how much this was adding up. And pay was no longer like outweighing the parking garage fee since business was slowing down. And so I acknowledged there that there was like an issue, but I still wasn't making any active change to leave earlier or scope out new places to park or any of these like necessary things. So then finally, like right before, I'd say right in the beginning of 2021, I started to take the baby steps without even knowing it. You know, I really got it clear to my mind of like how much money I was spending each each week each month on parking in this stupid parking garage so that was one and then I started to just when I was leaving work like drive different ways back home to find different side streets and like scope out different areas and so then when right around the time when I started reading this atomic habits book a bit before it actually I decided like okay I'm going to do it so I went to work on one of my days off and I so that way I wasn't in a rush I was in the area, and I drove around, and I actually found this street where everyone parks, there's like a field to park in, it's all free, it's safe, pretty easy walking distance from work, and so I was like, okay. So I parked there on my day off, I went into Two Hands, got lunch, did some work in there for a couple hours, walked back to my car, went home, boom, knew where I was to park. Next step, changing the time. So then I started setting all my alarms on work days to leave 20 minutes early versus 15 giving myself 5 extra minutes and that 5 extra minutes is enough for me on most days <laughs> most days in in asterisks to get to this free parking area park and then make the walk into work not going to lie sometimes i'm a couple minutes late to work but it's okay for now we're making progress and it was just so neat because after a week of doing this i felt like such a bit of pride pop up and i was like wow Like I've been trying to make, I've been trying to break my habit of parking in the garage and make my new habit of parking in like this field, like free street a little ways away from work for so long and I'm finally doing it. And I was just like, okay now Emily, like you need to stick with this. And so another week went by and while it kept getting more and more tempting to you know, shave off those couple extra minutes to not have to walk in the dark or walk in the cold into work like along these streets, I just kept pushing myself to, keep parking there, keep parking there, do it, do it, and after, like, two weeks, it was just so amazing how by just allowing myself to acknowledge and celebrate that little win each day of, like, you saved x amount of dollars, and look at you, and, you know, you got to walk outside before work, etc, like, that was so beneficial in me sticking with the habit, and well, sticking with the change, and so now it's become a habit, and now, (laughs) like, the other day, When this cold spell hit, it was, I think, like 25 in the wind chill, And I was going into work at like 8 a.m. And I parked in this field. And I mean, the walk takes me like seven minutes into work. Walking seven minutes in a light jacket in 25 degrees. Because I wasn't wearing my full winter gear into work, of course. Duh. We all know. Fashion first. (laughs) How stupid. Oh my goodness. But yeah, I was like in my boots and my work gear. And I had like a light jacket on. And I was walking into work. And oh hell, it was cold, but I kept reminding myself, you saved X amount of dollars and this is your habit. And so that's how I knew that like, this is a habit that's going to stick. I am dedicated. So that's just a long winded example, but I think it really just goes to show that habits are such a pivotal and important part of life. Uh, They can be beneficial, but they can also be not so beneficial. They're deep-rooted and there's something you really do need to be aware of if you want to make any sort of change. And then on that, change is possible. Change is the only constant in life. So if you want to make change, you can make it happen. I highly suggest this book, Atomic Habits. I'll link it below if you are interested in this type of work. Mind-blowing, life-transformative, if you really take the time to let it soak in, maybe implement a thing or two here and there. And yeah, I mean, it's it's possible. you can't do it. I shared some pretty big examples and some smaller examples in here, but truly, habits can apply to every area of your life. So whether that's work productivity, relationships, um, cooking, like recovery, right from an eating disorder or addiction, um, health, wellness, uh, mindset, anything, personal growth. Habits are part of everything, and you can, implement habits to help in so many ways in life so hopefully this connected hopefully it resonated um, hopefully it got a laugh or two just to bring some joy into your day but if it did any of those things i'd love to know i'm on instagram at emily feikles and at let's thrive the podcast would love to connect with you lovely souls strike up a convo in the DMs. Let's audio message let's dm back and forth and as always if you Really find the show informative or helpful or supportive in any way. You can always leave a rate and review, which helps the show so much and makes me smile. It's just such a simple way to support creators, honestly. So, With that being said, thank you all for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.